0: is meant to be a substitute for mental health treatment. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Psychologically Minded. I am your host, Grace Fowler, and today we are discussing the album 30 by Adele. So I know this album has been out for a few months. Um, Maybe you've had a chance to listen through it all the way. Um, but I wanted to take a little bit of time and kind of break down the songs because I think it's a really interesting album as it is about largely about a divorce, but with a unique element of there being songs about processing a divorce with a child um, and then kind of just the rest of the aftermath of like ending a pretty significant relationship um, and moving on. And so I like this album a lot. I think it's very beautiful. Adele is a fantastic singer, of course. And... The themes in it are uh, really beautiful, some of them are quite sad, um, but a lot of them align with attachment theory, which I'm going to sprinkle in a little bit throughout talking about the songs, Um, but yeah, I thought this would be a good episode to kind of get us through the end of February <laughs> after Valentine's Day and all the talk of love, let's talk about divorce. Um, before I get started into the songs, I want to just kind of mention a couple of things that I found were interesting about the album cover itself. Um, if you're a fan of Adele, you'll know that she names her albums after the age she was when she started writing them. So there's 19... 21, 25 and 30. 30 is the newest one that she started writing when she was 30 years old. And most of the album covers are black and white especially since uh, 19. They're typically black and white and she's typically facing the audience like head on. It's like a, a picture of her face but in 30 the album cover is in color, like pretty vivid color too. she's she's like with a, a green blue background. Um, and she's also in profile. Um, and in an interview that Adele did, and I think it was in the Rolling Stone or Vogue, uh, she talks about why she chose to have her profile uh, be shot instead of a straight on fo- uh, photo. And she said it's because she didn't want the listener to be looking her like directly in the eyes while they listen to the songs, um, which I thought that was really interesting and I think kind of uh, maybe unconscious or or maybe conscious. <laughs> Depiction of shame of there being like an inherent fear of what what is on this album is too vulnerable for you to look me in the eyes right that like I want you to listen to this but not look at me um, and honestly as a person who is in the mental health field I've experienced this like doing therapy with people is that they there are sometimes things that they want to share that are too personal or feel too scary to share with somebody and they'll spend the portion of the session where they're talking about these things, like looking down at the floor or looking away, not being able to like, make eye contact. Um, and usually this is indicative of like feeling really shameful about the thing that they're sharing. And, you know, I don't want to outright say like, you don't have to do that. You can look me in the eye and share difficult things. Cause I think sometimes it is easier for people to be able to kind of have that break from direct eye contact. Um, so, you know, like I think that's like a very normal thing to do. And like, is just one of the ways that we kind of cope with difficult feelings. But I thought that was interesting that this is one of Adele's more like raw um, albums where she's not necessarily talking about love in a very positive way. Some of her other albums, it's been more positive, more about falling in love or finding a lover. And these songs are more about like ending a long-term relationship or struggling to kind of find her place in the world after ending long-term and very important relationship to her so I I saw that choice to do with the content of the album and kind of the way in which she is bearing her soul to the audience so let's dive into the actual song so the first track on this album is called strangers by nature Um, and this the lyrics of this song are kind of acknowledging her past relationships One of the first lyrics of the song is something along the lines of taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart. So she's kind of setting the tone for like this. We're looking back on like these heartbreaks. These are, these are hardships that have passed, but we're looking back at them. And I think even the imagery of like bringing flowers to a cemetery is one of like honoring the loss and not just forgetting these heartbreaks, but honoring them and kind of revisiting what we learned from these heartbreaks. The lyrics also suggest that Adele is more aware of her surroundings. She mentions this phrase, now that the dust has settled, kind of from her divorce, kind of like the tumultuous end to this relationship. She's letting us know that at the time that we're listening to this, that she's like ready to put this album out for us. She's had time to... Kind of sit with the reality of this relationship ending and the dust is settled she's able to like look through it really clearly so i think this is a great first track for the album because it really does set the tone of how adele is viewing her life and spe- specifically viewing this situation of a divorce and and moving on from her ex-husband um, so that's this first track, Strangers by Nature. And even in the the title of the song, right, is kind of talking about back to being strangers, right? Like, we started as strangers by nature, and now we're back to being strangers because we no longer have this relationship together. Um, and the next song on the album is called Easy On Me, and this song is, I think, really has some quite explicit... Uh, situations about her at her divorce from her ex-husband, who I believe his name is Simon, um, and the first verse really describes kind of, like, where the relationship was at and how she realized that it needed to end, that it, it wasn't it possible for her to, like, continue on in this relationship. Um, and then in the chorus is where we hear the phrase, easy on me, but she uses the phrase baby like baby go easy on me which i think can be read multiple ways um one it can be read as like her talking to her son so she has a, a a young son i believe he's 9 9 years old um so it could be her saying like baby like to her son like go easy on me for like putting you through this like this is I'm going through a tough time, going through a divorce from your dad, like, go easy on me, I'm, I'm figuring this out. It could also be her saying, you know, to her ex, like, go easy on me because I decided to end things, um, and it could also be, like, to herself of saying, like, hey baby, like be <laughs> go easy on yourself because this is really hard. Um, and there are quite a few times throughout the album where it is mentioned or, like, addressed that... Adele is being re- has been really hard on herself about getting to the point of like asking for a divorce or initiating the end of a long-term relationship. And although lyrically she does seem to wrestle with this idea, each time it is brought up in a song, she does by the end of the song get to a point where she's made it very clear that she is going to take care of herself or like be easy on herself or kind of like hold space for herself, and that this was ultimately the right choice. And so I think that. That that is all an overall theme of the album of like her really making sure she's okay with the choice that she made, um, and that this divorce is like overall something that she was better for her to go through than to like stay in a relationship where she wasn't getting what she wanted. But you can really see lyrically that she struggled get to the point where she could say, like, this is what I need, like, I need to leave this relationship. Um, in the second verse of Easy On Me, she has a line where she says, I changed who I was to put you both first, but now I give up. Um, and I think the you both is her son and her husband, um, but she's kind of saying, like, I, I tried to live as someone that I'm not, and it's not working, so I kind of have to stop. Um... And that basically she changed for other people, but then that wasn't a sustainable change, which I think is really cool because this like sentiment really matches up with the theory of change, which if you're not familiar, there's like these stages of change, this model, and the first two stages are pre-contemplation and contemplation. So pre-contemplation is like, you're not even aware that a change needs to be made. So a lot of the times we use this with like, substance use. So for example, let's say someone is maybe drinking a little too heavily and it's starting to impair their function at work. So the pre-contemplation stage would be like the person doesn't even realize that their drinking is making it difficult for them to do their job. And the contemplation stage would be they begin to notice that the drinking is impairing their work and they're starting to think about what could be changed. And then after contemplation, the person would move into preparation where you make a plan for the change, action where you actually implement it, and then maintenance where you're keeping up this new change, which could be like drinking less or not drinking on a work day. Inherent in this idea, this like stages of change or this theory of change is the idea that the person who's going to make the change has to themselves move from pre-contemplation to contemplation to preparation. Like you, you yourself have to be motivated to move through the stages. No one can make you move into like contemplation. And so I think, again, this aligns with what Adele is saying of like, she tried to change to be something for somebody else, she wasn't motivated to make this change herself. And once she realized that it, it wasn't a change that came from within herself or was intrinsically motivated, she realized that it wasn't going to work and it wasn't going to be a lasting change and that it was actually contributing to her being quite miserable. Now, this track, Easy On Me, is also one of the tracks that has a music video, which you can find on YouTube. Um, the music video is quite interesting. It starts in a in an empty house and we hear Adele taking a phone call and saying, like, "Oh yes, I've packed everything up, but I, I'm ready to move out." And we then the rest of the music video is her like driving away in a car with a trailer packed full of all of her stuff, and we're to assume that she's like moved out of this home where most likely she lived with her ex-partner. Um, and the the music video starts off in black and white, and then shifts to color as we move to the part of the verse where she starts to realize, like it's time for me to change. It's time for me to move on. But I'm also need to be easy on me. Like people need to be easy on me for for making this decision. Um, And as she's driving around, she's seeing couples who are at different stages in their relationship, like just got married or having like a first holiday together. um, And she's smiling at them. Like she she's not looking at them and uh, expressing like a sadness or a pain that she's not there. She's kind of again, like, the first song set up. She's looking back on these past moments and kind of, like, taking with her the good memories she has of her relationship. But also, as she's singing the song, like, admonishing or asking the audience, asking herself to be easy on her for, like, this is really tough. Um, And she's, like, taking her first steps out of this old house, like, into this new life um, with all of her stuff. That then takes us into track number three, which is called My Little Love. Now, I'm gonna be honest, this is This song was the most difficult for me to listen to the first time around. It's really sad. It makes me cry. And part of that is because throughout the song, there are snippets of recordings between Adele and her son where they are talking about the divorce and why... And his father are no longer going to be living together and it's of course it's like a very sweet child's voice asking like, you know and he's a little British boy, so he's like, Mummy, why why isn't Daddy here anymore? And it's so sad. And then there's also one uh snippet that's just Adele speaking and she's clearly Much more emotional, she's much less regulated in the clip where she's talking by herself. She's talking about feeling really anxious and being hungover and just feeling like this is never gonna end. But in the clips where she's talking to her son, she sounds a lot more composed. She's, you know, trying to answer all of his questions in the best way that she knows how. And you hear him, you hear her saying, like, yeah, things didn't work out, but I will always love your father because he gave you to me and explaining, like, to her son. Role that his father will always play in her life. And based on an interview that she did with Apple Music, Adele um, talks about how she began recording these moments between her son based on advice from her therapist, that she could kind of keep track of questions that he asked and the answers that she gave in a way to kind of help Adele process her anxiety about what she was saying to her son so she could kind of keep track and then be able to process with her therapist like what. Um, what the answers were that she gave her son, and kind of, you know, like work through those things. And I thought that was a, like a fantastic idea. Especially if the, for someone who is experiencing like very intense anxiety, because sometimes when we're going through something like an anxious episode or a depressive episode, uh, the way that we think about the world and the way that we formulate our memories can become distorted. And so, especially for someone going through a lot of anxiety, the memory of a thing may become hard to latch onto or may become kind of like exaggerated in the mind, right? So let's say Adele is, is, you know, in this example is telling her therapist, like I, my son asked this question. She remembers giving a response that was like horrible, like, you know, I'm a horrible mother and I like lost it. But being able to actually record the conversation and go back and listen to it can help her to process that memory in a less emotional or high arousal state and to be able to really integrate into her memory of the conversation with her son like what she actually said which when you listen to the recording in the song is is very honest but also very age appropriate and not like over emotional she's not putting too much emotionality onto her son she's allowing him space to process and you really see the dichotomy of that between the clip of her talking to her son and also the clip of her talking by herself where she does sound a lot more anxious and a lot more distressed so it's a good I think a great therapeutic tool or just like a a tool for you to use on your own where you can see and kind of really get to remember those conversations if you're having trouble remembering them as accurately as possible. Overall, the song My Little Love is kind of about Adele going through these like very difficult emotions and really like struggling to communicate to her child what is happening in their family and the lyrics go along with this theme as well. Now we move into the next song. It's called Cry Your Heart Out. Um, and I, call, I describe this song as mood incongruent because the tone, like the beats of the song, are very upbeat, very kind of like snappy. You could like dance to it, um, but the lyrics are really a description of like a numb or depressed state. Adele's overall message in this song is kind of speaking to a point of like feeling so upset or so distressed for so long that she can't seem to find the end of the feeling. And the verses and the pre-chorus really allude to this feeling like she's falling apart, she can't really keep it together. But then the chorus is a reminder to for her to like go at her own pace basically Letting herself know, and I think letting us know as the audience that like we can't rush through a feeling just because it's really upsetting. That you really have to kind of let it come at your own pace. And I think also implicit in that message is like you don't have to compare yourself to other people, right? Like let's say you and a friend were going through a breakup at the same time, and it seems like your friend is moving on faster than you are. There's really really no point in comparing those experiences, right? Of like you have to go your own pace and kind of make your way through those feelings and some people may need extra support. Maybe that means like a therapy or a medication or other types of interventions that you need to get through those feelings on your own pace, even if it quote-unquote seems like other people are able to move on very quickly. So then the next track is called Oh My God, and this is a big tonal shift from the first four songs. Um, Adele is takes a much less apologetic tone. A lot of the previous songs or the opening tracks to the album, there's there's like this apologizing for being such a mess or apologizing for going through this. She's apologizing to like the people around her that are going through the situation to her son, but also apologizing to the listeners of like I don't know, like almost like saying sorry that I'm such a mess. I like I should be able to get over it. Um, but then in this song and Oh my god, she's like not so she's not apologizing for where she's at she's kind of saying like i'm ready to have fun <laughs> i'm ready to kind of like get back to 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 what i want to do um and this is the second song that has a music video which is is really interesting it's like a i don't i don't really know how to describe it it is a black and white music video it, it's also on youtube if you want to watch it but there's just like lots of actors jumping around and doing like Clownery and like circus tricks. Like, it's just a lot of like frenetic energy, and I think it really matches the tone of the song and kind of the shift away from like being in sadness, being in numbness, especially in comparison to the previous song. Like, moving away from this numbness and moving into these feelings of like love and laughter, like living life again. Um, One of the lyrics, she says, I don't have to explain myself to you. Adele is shifting away her focus from um, a lot of the previous songs were directed at her son, right? Where she is explaining everything to him. But in this song, she's kind of shifting her focus to other spectators, whether it's paparazzi or her friends or other potential lovers. Like, she's shifting... or just us, the audience, right? She's shifting that focus away to people on the outside and saying, like, I don't have to explain myself to you, right? Like, if I'm ready to get back to a place of, like, living life and having fun, and I don't want to just wallow in my sadness, I don't have to explain that to you when I'm ready to do that. Um, Even if there's, like, feedback that she's making a mistake. Because, of course, if you're a celebrity... Going through like a public breakup or public divorce or any anything in the public, like people are going to have opinions about it. Uh, I mean, hello, I'm right here <laughs> having opinions about this album and like talking about something that is very personal to this person's life. Um, but she's like letting us know that it doesn't matter what your feedback is. Like I'm not going to explain myself to you. Another lyric in this song that I really liked is where she says, "Lord, don't let me let myself down." Um, And I think this is Adele's way of kind of communicating that she's going to put the responsibility on herself to not disappoint herself rather than on a lover or a partner. And I think that is quite an interesting message to pair with the, like, I don't have to explain myself or, like, I'm ready to go back to living my life is that one of the lessons she's learned from her past relationships is that she needs to rely on herself and she's the one who doesn't, like, she doesn't want to let down rather than worrying about letting down another partner or worrying about that partner letting her down. And I think, again, this really connects back to that idea of, like, visiting the cemetery of my loves, right? Of, like, learning the lessons and the things that I that I can carry forward with me from these past relationships. And one of those things may be realizing of a shifting of reliance to oneself when it's possible for other people to to disappoint you. And I wanna be careful about this message here and not say that I think it's saying you should only rely on yourself, you should never have other people around you. <laughs> but I think that especially given the context of like the other things that Adele is talking about and how she's struggling like with herself, with her own emotions, I think this is an important message at her the point she's in that She can rely on herself. She can, like, form her own identity and carry that with her into a new relationship. Uh, It doesn't mean that she's going to be alone forever, that you need to be single forever to be happy or to avoid being disappointed, like, ever again. (laughs) You will be disappointed by a lot of things. Um, But of, like, kind of taking this, like, stance of holding on to oneself into a relationship. And I I think that's, like, a a a healthy relationship. Approach to relationships of kind of balancing the reliance on another person with the reliance on yourself, leaning toward interdependence versus independence or codependence so I I really like that line (laughs) Um, then it moves into the next song which is called Can I Get It Um, this is where we start to see Adele shifting uh, focus to like a new lover or new partners she's kind of setting out how she wants the next person to come into her life to love her the way that she wants to be loved Um, in the chorus she says you're the one for me and I'm counting on you to put the pieces of me back together Uh, and this really stuck out to me From an attachment theory perspective, um, because I I identified this as being like an anxious attachment, which an underlying piece of having anxious attachment style or or leaning more on the anxious side of the insecure attachment spectrum um, is this like underlying feeling of wanting another person to like so desperately to love you, like so desperately wanting them to love you, um, and then like that they can make you whole. That there's something missing in you. Juxtaposes so interestingly with the track right above, where she's talking about like not letting herself down, and that's one thing that I like about Adele's music and and like the lyrics that she writes is they are co- contradictions. Like there are contradicting thoughts and and messages in the songs, but I think that really reflects like the human experience and the way that we process through relationships. And there may be one day where you're ready to like never date anyone again and just be single for the rest of your life, and then you know, tomorrow is a new day and you desperately want to partner again. Um, And I think that is a normative experience that not many of us are able to go through life kind of like on a flat line (laughs) emotionally. Um, And so her work really highlights the differences and kind of the ups and downs The next track is called I Drink Wine. Um, This song is, is stylistically unique where she sings each chorus in a different way. So that means we as the audience are getting the same message with a different delivery each time. Um most of the lyrics speak to Adele kind of taking the feedback she was getting at the time publicly, very personally and not being able to separate herself out from the publicity. So I think again this echoes um one of the earlier tracks which talked about where she doesn't have to explain herself uh, and she goes more in depth in this song into that phenomenon of like having going through a very public divorce and having people comment on it and getting that feedback and having trouble, like, staying away from it. Although Adele is, like, a mega superstar, (laughs) and most of us listening to this are probably not, I think that we can all relate to kind of this experience of social media, where posting something and then, like, having people give feedback to you very publicly on it, particularly if you have, like, followers that aren't necessarily, like, your greatest friends in real life, and they're willing to uh, give you feedback, or if you're someone who like makes content, puts content on the internet, and there are people coming to it who maybe have things to say, have criticism, or you know don't necessarily agree with your opinions, uh, I think we can kind of re- still relate to this song of like really struggling to separate out yourself from feedback to your content or to your social media posts, because those are not you those are like representations of you um but it can be really easy to like wrap yourself up in that um and, and in a, in this song adèle we kind of see her really figuring out how she can be her own person and kind of how to move forward from this experience of like very publicly going through a breakup and you know uh, uh, something else that i think got a lot of attention during this time for her was that she did lose a, a significant amount of weight um and there was a lot of talk about her body Um, about like maybe the health choices she was making, about why she would do this. Um, and I think for a lot of women or femme identifying people, comments on your body can be really difficult to separate out out from yourself. Like it, it, I mean, we live in these bodies, right? Like when people comment on them, that is very personal. Um, and I think this is true for men as well, but you know, my experience is, is, you know, with being a woman, um. But commenting on people's bodies, it, is, it was really hard to integrate that into yourself because sometimes things on our body or how our body looks is not up to our control. Um, or maybe we are working toward it, but it's not going to change very quickly. Um, and so Adele was getting kind of like this double whammy of feedback of like, she's going through this divorce, she is known as writing all these love songs, and then she like can't make a relationship work, quote-unquote. Um, and then like very publicly... like, her body looked very different, um, and so I would, I can imagine that this song is kind of embodying all of that, of, like, all of these areas of, like, criticism, and, uh, and similar to how I talked about surveillance in the Pick Me Girls episode, of, like, just being in this constant surveillance of other people surveilling you, and, like, making it known that they're watching you and watch when you make any changes that would drip me bananas (laughs) so i can only imagine that when you're also going through something like incredibly difficult as ending a relationship um and figuring out how to like co-parent a child that that can be that that would just like magnify the effect okay so then the next track we have is called all night parking um, this is a song about Adele's first relationship, like, first dating relationship after her divorce, which, uh, apparently was, like, a long-distance relationship and did not last. She's not still that person. Um, but this song itself is kind of, like, about that beginning piece of a relationship where, you're, like, you're first getting to know someone and it's very exciting and you're very infatuated with them. You may be, like, very... Attracted to them, you want to spend time with them, you want to come close to them, um, and I thought it was interesting that she sings about this feeling, especially in the context of like this divorce album, because I think there is a, a part of like our society that wants to judge that and say like you can't have that feeling, you know, like it's too soon or whatever, you know, like wanting to put a timeline on someone experiencing that feeling, but I think it is interesting talk about that feeling, um, because that feeling we get is really what keeps us wrapped up in a person long enough to kind of figure out what we want to do with them, right? Like, do we want to stay and a relationship with them, and there's, you know, neurological basis for that, right? You're getting a lot of, like, oxytocin pumping through you, you're getting a lot of those, like, lovey-dovey hormones when you're in that phase. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's not real, that there isn't real attraction there, right? Just because there is a underlying brain basis for it, it's still a real experience. Um, but it is really necessary for us, because if we didn't have that kind of rush of good feelings at the beginning towards someone there isn't a whole lot to kind of keep us invested in a relationship because there there would be nothing for us, right? There's We don't know anything about this person, we don't know how we mesh, the only thing we're going off of is do we feel like that connection and people talk about this as like th- there's no spark there. And I think for some people this feeling comes more easily, for some people it doesn't you know, we're all different, right? we all have different brain chemistries and there's different um, things that make us tick in different ways. Um, but I did appreciate that she kind of talks about this feeling, um, and it is, an interestingly, it's situated, like, kind of directly in the middle of the album, um, and I think it kind of helps us to see the timeline here, and I think it is really cool that Adele still included this song, even though that relationship hasn't worked out, um, she's, she's still kind of wanting to process this, like, this situation, right, and she's sharing with us, kind of, like, what it was like to come out of a divorce, and then, like, go into this first relationship out of it. Moving right along, we have the next track called A Woman Like Me. Um, This song is another kind of like pointed, more like upset song. She's directly talking to her ex-husband and telling him that she's like mad and disappointed in him for letting their relationship fall apart. Um, And one of the, the lyrics in this song that I think was so important is called Consistency is the gift to give for free and it is key to ever keep, to ever keep a woman like me. And I lost my mind when I heard this (laughs) lyric because this is like such a big piece of attachment theory. One of the core principles of attachment theory is that in childhood, we build attachment with our parents because they consistently respond to our needs. So when we cry, they feed us. Or when we fall down, they comfort us. They consistently respond to our needs. At that translates into our adult relationships, the way that we relate to our friends and our romantic partners is needing that consistency. And it doesn't mean that every single need has to be met immediately, but it does mean that the person responds in the same way. So like, let's say you started dating someone and you accidentally like scratch their car when you're like coming over to visit. Um, If when you let them know what happened, they don't like lose their mind and start screaming at you, but they're just like, okay, like that kind of sucks, but thanks for letting me know. And then they every time you tell them that something has gone wrong, they res- they respond in the same way. That's a consistent reaction, right? There are some people who, if you were t- to tell them like, "Oh, I like accidentally I noticed a scratch in your car," and then later you were to like spill a glass of water, make a little puddle in their kitchen, um, and then like maybe you like didn't refill the toilet paper roll, right? Like, if, let's say those are the three things that happen, and each incident has a different type of response from the partner, that would be a non-consistent response, right? And let's say to the key thing, they say, no big deal, but to the water being spilled, they start screaming at you, and then to the toilet paper thing, they give you the silent treatment for an hour because they're so mad at you, right? That would be an inconsistent response. But if across all those things, let's be honest, those are all like pretty minor things, and if someone is like responding kind of over the top, negatively to those, that may be a sign that there's something going on there. Um, but if with these little minor things, we would expect someone to respond like pretty consistently, like, eh, it's okay, or like, that could be fixed, you know, to like kind of be able to take it on with them. And so if they're able to consistently respond that way, then that helps us to develop a bond with them, an attachment with them, because we know that we can bring things to them and there won't be um, like. Surprise, right? Like, it's almost like reinforcing your behavior, right? Of like, you'll keep telling them about things because you know they're not gonna fly off the handle and hurt you. Um, But there are some situations where people are unfortunately in relationships where they do get hurt when they bring things to people, Um, and that can be really dangerous um, and can be a, a big risk to you. And so, if you are in a situation like that, or you know someone who's in a relationship like that, You know, first of all, I just want to say, like, that's not your fault. That's not about you. That's about the other person's responses. Um, And that maybe this is an opportunity for you to reach out to some of the resources listed um, in the show notes and get some help or, you know, just talk to somebody about what's going on um, to see if there's there's any support that you can get. Because, again, we want our partners to be consistent in their responses, but also reasonable. Right. So they're consistently screaming at you. Yes, that is a type of consistency, but we, we want it to be reasonable, right? So all of that to say, Adele is kind of saying like, I need you to kind of show up for me over, like, in, in the same way, and, and that it's not that hard, right? It's a free gift. <laughs> you can be consistent in in the way that you act with me, and that's how you're going to hang on to someone like me. Like, I need, she's saying I need consistency, which mwah, beautiful, I think is so, so wonderful. Um, Moving on to the next song, it's called Hold On. Uh, this is a song where Adele is really trying to find hope in her situation. I think this really echoes um, one of the earlier songs, Cry Your Heart Out, where she's she's really feeling like she's stuck in this like pit, like she's stuck in this place of numbness. It doesn't seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But in Hold On, she's reminding herself kind of over and over again to like, hold on, things will get better if you could just get through each day. Like That's what she's telling herself. And then interestingly enough... Very last chorus of this song is sung by a choir of Adele's friends, which she chose to do because she said these were things that her friends had been saying to her like, to hold on, like, we want you to make it through this. They had been saying this to her throughout her divorce, and so she wanted them to be a part of this song. One to show like how supportive these these friends had been in her life, but also to kind of like reaffirm the message they had given her. Um, rather than having like a professional choir do it, she wanted it to be her friends, and I thought that was like so sweet and such a lovely touch, and I think such a, a wonderful way to kind of give back to the people in her life who had been there for her. And been through the really tough times, I think this helps to kind of, for her to say back to them, like, I was listening, like, I heard you, and I was able to hold on because you were a part of my life and you were encouraging me. Um, and I think implicitly in this song is, and because of the inclusion of her friends, is this idea of, like, there are so many other relationships in your life that can be fulfilling, even when you're going through a divorce. Like, there are other people that you can lean on, um, and that those are are the things that are going to help you hold on, is, like, having those other people maybe step in and say things to you that you're not able to say to yourself, right? Like, Adele is kind of letting us know that there was a point where she couldn't tell herself to hold on. Like, she wasn't able to give herself that message, and so she had to hear it from other people, and she is so thankful to have those people to have told her that because it turned out to be true. She just had to hold on and make it through the day she was able to get to a point where she was able to process and feel better. Um, so I think that that song is just like like truly lovely and I think quite an honest portrayal of like how friends can really help you when you're going through a difficult situation like a breakup or, or a divorce. Um, moving on to the second to last song, it's called To Be Loved um this is this song is Adele really looking back at the beginning of her relationship with her ex-husband she's kind of looking back on that time and seeing how she kind of lost herself in the relationship she a, a, a verse in the or a line in the first verse is all I do is bleed into someone else she's kind of letting us know that she wasn't able to hold her own identity in this relationship she just kind of ...became part of her ex-husband... ...and that the, that especially that initial stage of their relationship... ...she wasn't her own person. She was just kind of being held together by, by her partner. Um, she then shifts into this discussion of how she learned... ...that she doesn't have to sacrifice herself for love... ...that she can kind of hold on to herself. And again, this is a, a repetition of a theme from an earlier song... ...of she can hold on to herself and be her own person in a relationship. So there's that interdependence with independence. Um, And I think the tone of this song really walks the line between self-blame and self-awareness. There are some of the lines that seem like she's kind of blaming herself for that feeling at the beginning of the relationship not lasting, that like she could have done more at the beginning of the relationship to make it go in a different direction. But then there's also some phrases that kind of make it seem like she's aware of this is how it was meant to turn out, and here's how I can change and learn from it, but it doesn't mean that I could have prevented this from happening and In an interview, Adele said that she would that this song is incredibly difficult for her to listen to, and she will probably never perform it live because it is so emotional, and it's a song that she wants to save for her son to hear from her when he's older um when he's closer to her age so that she can kind of impart this wisdom on her. Um, but this is like a, a very deeply vulnerable song from her, and, and it's really difficult for her to revisit. And again, that's something that I, I really appreciate about Adele and her work, is that it is very vulnerable. She really leaves a lot on the page or on the song. Um, and she invites us into that with her. And I think that as a, a like celebrity or public figure, you know she doesn't have to do that she could throw up walls or she could write songs that are a little more vague or she could give interviews where she doesn't go into this depth but she does that and she's willing to share that with us um and i really do appreciate that because i think she sets a kind of a good example of like this is this is how hard this stuff is. Like so, like going through life is really hard, going through relationships, through breakups, through divorces. It's really hard, but there's also a lot of beauty in it and she is really highlighting both sides of it. Um, and she's like pretty open about like having a tough time or going to therapy or needing to rely on people for support and so I think she really does kind of set a good example of, of what it can look like to be a person going through a tough time um, who's, who's relying on other people or, or what a person can look like who, who reaches out for help um, so I really appreciate this song and of, of course every single one of the songs on this album are incredibly gorgeous and well written and the music is so beautiful and her voice is just fantastic and I'm gushing um um, but I, I, you know, I really do think it is. It is quite a piece of art um, to listen to this album. So this takes us to the last song, which is called "Love Is a Game." Essentially, this song is Adele wrestling with if she's ever going to be in love again. Um, and I think it is such quite a contrast to the first song, um, which was "Strangers by Nature," where she's talking about like, you know, moving moving past these like old loves. Uh, reflecting back on them and now she's looking into the future and saying like is this ever going to happen for me again um she spends a lot of the song saying that love is foolish it's not something that we should do or that she should do again but the last bit of the song is of course she's going to be in love again it's unavoidable she's basically admitting like it's part of life um it's part of her life to 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 fall in love again um in in one of the interviews that I I, uh, cited on the sources page, she talked about this song I believe it's in the Vogue interview, uh, she talked about this song being inspired by Breakfast at Tiffany's and she kind of wrote it to be like the the song for the finale of the movie um, which I thought was very interesting and it is a very um, it has kind of that sound of like a a 50s or 60s more like classic um, big band music um, and it's like it's a really long song. It's, I think it's like seven minutes. It's like quite the epic song. So it, you know, makes sense that it would be at the end of, of one of these like classic movies. Um, but for this one, the, the message I got related to attachment theory is kind of this implicit message of like, I will pretend I do not need love so that I do not get hurt again, which is actually more of like an avoidant attachment style of just like subverting your own needs or subverting what you want in a relationship to avoid being rejected or hurt. Because if we say to other people, like, well, I don't actually need to be loved or I don't need this or that, then they can't disappoint us, right? Because they think that we don't need it, so they don't have to do anything to, like, meet our need because we're saying we don't have any. Um, but I think for Adele, because, like, I've identified in a couple of other songs, there's more of this, like, an anxious attachment where there's, like, this desperate need to be loved, um, you know, she can't quite fully commit to becoming avoidant, right? She can't just, she she's basically telling us, like, no, 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 I'm not going to say I'm going to avoid love forever. Like, I'm going to jump back into it. Um, but I think sometimes this is a reaction, especially to those of us who are more anxiously attached, of, like, especially when you've just gotten hurt, of, like, I keep doing this over and over again, right? Like, I keep being really vulnerable. I'm feeling this, like, desperation to be loved or this pull to have someone close to me. And there's this almost like opposite reaction of, well, this hasn't been working. What if I, I try shutting it down? But for those of us who are anxiously attached, <laughs> it doesn't just go away like that. We don't get to, <laughs> get to just shift over to being avoidant. Same for avoidant people to becoming anxious, right? Like, it doesn't just go away just like that. I appreciate that, you know, Adele's trying to put on a brave face. She's, you know, she's saying, oh, love is so foolish. But at the end of the day, she's like, I love love. Like, yeah, love can mean you getting hurt and having other people in your life are going to lead to, like, pain. Um, but it's part of what makes life enjoyable, of, like, having this this connection with other people. Um, so that pretty much wraps up the album. I know this is a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, you may have heard in my voice I'm a little congested, so I'm going to keep it short to kind of save my voice. Um, I did keep it that short. I cut like 10 minutes off of what I normally do. Um, But yeah, I really like this album. I think it's quite interesting and I think this has inspired me to look more into other divorce albums that have come out recently like um, Gaslighter and Starcrossed so I might be doing an episode on those in the future Um, but you know just I'm going to keep plugging along at the show I I want to announce that we've hit over 1000 downloads which is a huge accomplishment to me I'm like so thankful to everyone who has subscribed everyone who's listened posted a review um I just want to say like, thank you so much. Like this, this means so much to me. This is like just such a a little project that I started on my own not that long ago, just a few months ago. Um, and so it's really amazing to see the response and I'm so thankful to all of you who listened, um, who, you know, follow along and and download or listen each week. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. This is me saying as Adele that I will be in love again with, with all of you. Um, but yeah, Uh, Thank you for sticking with me till the end, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye! To see the sources and resources mentioned in the episode, visit psychologicallymindedpod.com or click the link in the show notes. To contact me with any questions or comments about this topic or upcoming episodes, email me at psychmindedpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, and see you in the next episode.